Greetings, earthen beings. I'm Shrya. Flynn. Oh my. Kellogg. And I'm your DM, Ethan. Welcome to Venture Forth. Previously, you had all met a dwarf by the name of Hayfried. He was residing in a temple in meager attire, but after a bit of conversation, you guys found this to be almost a front for what lay beneath those clothes. A powerful wizard? Mage? Whatever he may be, you guys dug a little bit deeper into his past, finding that he had, in previous lifetimes, been member of different cults around the world. He had uh, traveled around the world doing nefarious things for nefarious people, and one of those nefarious organizations was the Order of the Red Wolf. He offered to help you all by removing whatever curse lay upon Flynn, and by taking you back to his house, he opened this portal, a gateway, into another dimension. You guys walked in and were greeted by this endless void with numerous floating platforms, each platform containing some different use. As you guys walked in, um, you guys had a little bit of a moral quandary as in order to remove this demon from Flynn, you guys needed to have another host body for the soul to go into. After some conversation, you guys ended up settling on a sheep and Shreya and Olma went to fetch the sheep while Flynn and Kalix stayed behind and had uh, a revealing conversation about where this demon originated and maybe some of its goals. Um, after you guys came back with the sheep, the soul was successfully transferred, but not easily, and the sheep began to transform into a hideous beast. After some time, you guys beat and, and battered this beast, but were unable to kill it. Finally, Hayfried, taking his arm and extending it and creating out of thin air within this void a brand new cage, dropped it over the top of this beast, trapping him for the time being. You guys all stood around, sort of stunned at what had just happened and and what had just transpired. And now, on this floating platform in the middle of the ether, you have a sheep demon beast, this hulking creature about 15 feet tall, breathing heavily, banging at the sides of this cage, yelling to be to be set free in, in this demon language. And as you guys are looking at it and looking at each other, what would you all like to do? Um, I would um, just be sitting there um, in front of the cage staring blankly at this abomination just letting it sink in that I passed it off to something else and just with a blank look 
as it's screaming, thrashing, and banging at the cage, just unmoving. I'm just looking at it. And I'll stand up. Um, how far away is the exit? The exit's about 50 feet behind you. I walk to the exit. I'll just go through it if I can. Okay. The door is open. And everyone else watches as you step through this goopy ink and emerge the other on the other side in Hayfried's house. And I'll walk off. Boy. We sure do know how to troll party, eh? It is rather, rather terrifying looking. Hey, pipe down in there, all right? We're trying to have a conversation here. I can't even look at it. Go. As the, uh... How, how's Hayfried look if, uh, if I get a, get a glance at him? Um, Hayfried is currently on the other platform where Flynn's exorcism happened, um, and he is laying on the floor unconscious. I'm going to rush over uh, to him to see if he is alive. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, what do you want to do? I'm going to turn to Shreya because he went with me to go get the sheep. Um, Shreya, uh, do you think he knew that would happen? No, I I feel like I very much misled this being. But I would like to make good on one of my promises. And I, my head darts around, looks for the, uh, like, the the cornmeal, like, delicacy thing that had been made on on the, on that special platform. Is there any nearby that had been, like, (laughs) in preparation to feed the thing? Yes, there, there is a a bowl that was just finished, um, that was ordered by you, but had not been eaten. I, uh, and I, and I grabbed the bowl and I sort of, without, without even looking, uh, into the oh well I guess I should ask this first is the bowl um wide and like not too wide to be able to be slid through the bars like <laughs> could that could I feasibly do that you could probably fit it through the bars yeah okay so I'm <laughs> I'm just gonna turn around and twist and like crouch not eat and not look at the thing just sort of inch my way up to the cage and uh with you know sliding the bowl with my hand back toward the through the cage. We're like, uh, here, I can at least make good on that one promise that I kept saying I over and over again. And it lunges forward at you and slams its shoulder into the side of the cage, rattling the entire thing, but the cage remains unmoving. Raya? Yeah, yes. Don't get too close. And I like lunge forward after I slide the bowl like onto my stomach and like <laughs> inch my way away from it. Um, Kalik, as this all is happening, I'm gonna have you make a medicine <laughs> check for Hayfried. Uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one. Um, mental and physical exhaustion. Um, he is spent, and from what he's told you previously, um. He hasn't practiced magic in a long time, so it has taken a serious strain on him just to be doing this. Good. Get some rest, Yakadra. 
Going well. Uh, I'm going to look around. Is there a platform with a bunch of pillow forts? <laughs> this is one of these. Um, make a perception check. <laughs> most of these, most of these things are like floating around in these strange concentric circles, and mm. some of them are kind of tough to see. So twenty-three. Uh, twenty-three. Um, looking around, you see one that looks. Maybe uh, you can't quite tell. It's sort of off in the distance. It sort of has um, what might be a bed and maybe some dressers on it, possibly like a little living quarter. Okay, I'm going to... Gosh, it's been a while since I've done any proper lifting. Uh, And I'm going to try and get him over to that. I don't know if the stones will form in front of my feet, but I will sort of test that. If they do, I'll I'll go that way. Um, As you step over to the side of the platform, this this other platform is sort of moving and rotating circle around the current platform that you're standing on. And as you put your foot down to walk over towards it, your foot sinks down and is not greeted by anything as your foot submerges itself into the endless void. Calix! Where are you going? Just trying to get this man a proper rest after all that. But he has a home on the other side of the of the of the of the of, of this world. So Oh. Right. That's fair. Doesn't look like this way is going to work anyway. And I kind of do a couple jabs at the void with my foot. <laughs> I feel uh, uncomfortable leaving this place, though, especially without um, some kind of guarantee that uh, that's going to hold. And I look uh, nervously at the uh, cage. I mean, he's bashing at it pretty hard. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of amazing this, what this this little dwarf was capable of. Not that size is any indication, just... I mean... <laughs> look at it. Look at this place. Anyway, um... And I'll have made my way closer to Alma. <sighs> I don't know how we're supposed to... Proceed from here. You know. Seems like... Uh, Flynn probably uh, isn't doing too well. I don't understand. Well, uh, he was pretty adamant that we not do the very thing we did. I know, but he was possessed. So why? And now he's not. I I don't understand. I agree with your reasoning, Alma, and we're in muddy waters, you know. I'm going to rid the world of evil. I'm going to do that. And I understand that the path to that is uh, maybe not a clean one. So, this is, despite how awful it is and how awful it looks, probably necessary for us to proceed. Then might not feel that way. It's up to us to calmly and kindly disillusion him. You think I was too mean? I think you were very strong-willed. Well, I just don't understand why you would want to keep that inside of him. 
No. And I can't pretend to understand. Well, he's a little guy. If people guy. are being dumb, I can't, I can't pretend not to notice. When you're that small and the world is full of uh, horrors like this one, uh, you, you get some kind of notion that you've got to prove yourself. He's small? <laughs> Come on, up. He's just as big as I am. I feel... I feel I might have misled the small one, too. See? Nat- That's what he calls him. That's I, what he calls him. Did I say small one? I meant to say, uh... My dear, my dear friend Flynn. Yes, I, I had an idea about that. That's my uh, first uh, What? Maybe, maybe go with the threatening one. Yes, I think. Especially after an interaction like now, that might boost him up a little bit. Not a bit on the nose, but... Little things go a long way with Flynn. Shreya? Yes? Don't be too hard on yourself. I know you brought the sheep here with me, but... Like Kellogg said, it was a necessary evil. Yes. To rid the world. I believe, I believe, I believe you and I believe that... Uh, this world around us, this big wide world is... Nothing in it is perfect. And yet, everything exists in its perfect balance and harmony. We just put it out of balance so that we could put it back in balance, I suppose. What did... What did Flynn call us earlier? The agents of repair? Yes. Well, maybe we repaired him. I wish he would see it that way. Maybe one day he will. If this is what repair looks like. And I look at the beast, the cage. Hey, to see what it would look like if we broke it. I think there are forces seeking to break the world already. And we've seen evidence of that on our journeys. Ah. Oh, fuck. Ah, my <laughs> shoulder. Oh, God. Oh, hey, sorry, Freed. Sorry. You're yeah. awake. Mm-hmm. How you doing? Wish I wasn't. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. We could take you back to your home now. Yeah, no, I think I'm just gonna hang out here for a while. All right. Sorry. Uh, okay. I gotta, I'll gently put him down. <laughs> are you uh, Are you sure? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. Would um, you okay. like a berry? Can I just, give me just one moment. And he reaches his hand up and once again with his arm raised, catches another platform out of the floating abyss and guides it back down over to right next to the platform that you guys are currently standing on. And, uh, um, Kayla, if you'll just let me, here, I can, I got it. Oh, yeah. And he sort of, of course, gets, uh, gets on his own two feet and, um, walks over and you can see that this platform is filled with these rows of tables. Um, this platform is considerably bigger than the other ones that you guys are on. Um, the ones that you guys are on are probably about, um, I'd say 40 by 40. This one's probably about 80 by maybe a hundred. Um, and as you guys see, it is just rows and rows of tables. And on top of each table, um, looks like 
chemicals, brewing potions, things bubbling, um, a little uh, campfire off in, in the distance with a cauldron that seems to have some sort of bubbling liquid on top. And as he hobbles over, um, he stumbles and sort of gets himself propped up on one of the tables, um, looks through some of these, these vials, pops open one of them and chugs it back as life seems to, to come back to him. He did fantastic work there. Hey, Fred, I, I uh, got to express my gratitude. I appreciate that. Would uh, can I offer any of you any uh, any of these right here? I think they might help. Um, sure. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. <laughs> Are they typical healing potions, or uh, they do a bunch of different things? Yeah. That's my concern. Right, um, I, I might taste a little bit stale, but as I've been in here for a while, um, Kayla, are, do you need? Are you hurt? Uh, yeah, nothing. A good night's sleep would do, but uh, here, and he tosses one over towards you. Um, you catch it. It's a little red vial. Um, Alma, are you yeah. all right? Um. I'm 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 doing okay. I I I I uh, I think it would probably help. Okay. Um I think this one might be a little bit better for you. And he tosses you one and this one is a little yellow vial. Um and he grabs a very similar yellow vial um himself and drinks it and knocks it back. Um cheers. And I will take it, not knowing what it is. Okay. What do I feel? Um, you feel um, sort of like this this well of magical energy sort of surging through you, um, and all of your spell slots are regained. What? Ooh. Wow. That's cool. Hey, uh, Shrya. Yes? Are you, did you get hit? I, I honestly I didn't see most of that fight. You were kind of in a state... Right. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I took a couple. Yes. Uh, also, I would very much not like to be left out if we're all trying these things. <laughs> oh. Um, I mean, here, I'll, uh, and then he tosses you a uh, red vial. Blows. <sighs> hey, Freed. Yeah. Did that go the way you envisioned? Not quite. Was, would you consider that? A job well done. I mean, and he looks over towards the cage and he sees the, the creature still like bashing against the walls and just thrashing. Um, yeah, I'd say we did what we needed to do. Right. Did you know it was going to look like that if it was in the sheet? No fucking idea. Wow. It's really gnarly. Speaking of which, and he um, lifts his hand up towards all the platforms. Um, the platform that you guys had trapped this beast on was sort of the center platform. And um, he reaches his hand up, and you guys see all of the other platforms sort of detach. The bridges disintegrate around this this platform, and um, the platforms all start rota- rotating independently. None of them 
having sort of a, a central cohesion. And this platform with the beast on it begins to rise up and join in on the rest of the circling platforms as he reaches his hand back up and creates this new central platform out of these stones that just apparate out of nothing. And the bridges once again reform. This place is so cool. It's incredible. It's a marvel of... marvel of something I don't understand. Do you feel confident, Harry Freed, that that thing is going to stay in that cage? Uh, yeah, pretty confident. I mean, theoretically... I could do this for any number of creatures. Wow. How did you come upon such power? I bet that's why Ernest Honeypot was here. He was here to talk to you. Yeah, probably. Did you tell him you could do this? Yeah. I mean, I oh. I mean, not exactly. I mean, how do you explain this in, right. you know, a conversation? But um, I think we got to the point where I told him that I just, I studied for years and years to get to this point. He admittedly seemed disappointed, and the conversation didn't really go beyond that. Oh, he seemed disappointed? That yeah. you studied hard for your strength and, and achievement? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, wow. He doesn't want people who study? I don't know. Um, That's annoying. If anything, you should be lauded because you spent so long studying. Right, that's what I'm saying. And to agree. And then he and, melted, so. Uh, yeah, right. that's all there was Have that. you ever seen that before? I mean, I've seen people melt. I've, I, I've melted some people, but I... <laughs> I mean, it wasn't exactly like that. I, I that's probably a little like, bit too much information. My eyes just yeah. glaze over because I'm just completely ignoring that information. <laughs> I'm just moving on. Um, should we check on Flynn? We should. Uh, I did want to ask a few more things. I'll, I'll go check on Flynn then. All right. Okay. Um, Oma, you uh, run across the platforms, this newly created center platform. Uh, you run through the goopy threshold and you are greeted once again by fresh air that fills your lungs. Um, you sort of have to take that take that initial breath as you realize that there, the air that was in your lungs when you were in the void sort of vacated. So you have to like re-get that uh, air back in your lungs. So it's, it's a shocking first breath. Um, but then you walk back out into the home um, and... I assume you don't see Flynn there. Flynn, uh, where have you gone? Um, so, and when I left, could I have grabbed my bag? Yeah. Like my sure. Yeah, so when I left, I would have grabbed my bag and headed out. <clears throat> um, I would have exited the house um, and just kind of started walking with no intention of a direction. What, uh, oh, as I leave the house, what What's it look like outside? What time of day is it? Um, it is late afternoon at this point. Um, I would just start... I would pick a way and just go. Just start walking down a path. Just thinking about... Okay. Thinking about what happened. Um, just trying to process it. Just real quick. What I'm going to do is I am going to roll a... D6 for you. Just to see what direction you're going. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Are there six directions? Six cardinal directions. <laughs> there are only down. six directions <laughs> in this world. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So you uh, head out and you start walking and you look to your right and left as you leave the house and off to your right, you can sort of see the rest of the town and the town center and, and you can see the temple just up ahead and none of that really interests you. You don't want to be around people at all. And then you see off to your left fields of wheat just sort of rolling in the breeze. And in the middle of the field, sprouting out triumphantly, you see a single oak tree. Um, yeah, I'll kind of feel drawn to that calmness or like lack of people. <laughs> Tranquility. Tranquility. Solitude. Solitude. Thank you. That's what I'm looking for. And uh, I'll kind of start walking just towards that tree, towards that open area. Um, and I'll, you know, just kind of, when I get close enough, I'll kind of get situated and maybe on my on my stroller, I'll put my hands in my pockets and kind of like just walk because it, it's probably getting colder out. And I'll feel that uh, piece of paper that I stole from the pack and uh, pull it out look at it and then kind of get to the tree take my bag off just stare at this freaking paper and try to understand it again um, make an intelligence check Definitely not. <laughs> um, <laughs> six. It's uh, gibberish. <laughs> it might be coded. There are some pictures that you don't know what the little inscribings, you don't know what they are. What the heck? And I'll... I'll put it back, fold it up, throw it in my, my bag... And just pull out my backpack, pull out my book, and start flipping through the pages of hand gestures and spells and things that I can learn. And I'm just scrolling through it, trying to find something. I need to get, I need to get stronger. This is. I need to learn what that says. And I'm just going to start going through, and I'm going to land on a page and kind of read it and um, look at the hand gestures and uh, try and swipe my hand on the ground, try and cast one of these spells and I'm going to spend just an hour two hours just going through this book, practicing spells I don't have any spell slots but I'm going to try and force magic and the more and more I'm not casting something it makes me more and more frustrated until the point that I'm just so exhausted Alright, um, what I'm going to do is, Oma I'm going to have you roll a d6 for me Yeah <laughs> How does time work inside and outside the <laughs> closet? One. A one. Okay. You exit the house <laughs> of Hayfried. And you're looking around. Lim? You look off to your left and you see these rolling fields of wheat. You 
look to your right and you see the town center and you see some people over there talking and you see a halfling dart through the crowd. <laughs> might, that might have been Flint. Um, I go that direction. Okay. Um, and you come across this crowd of people and you're immediately greeted by the conversation that they're having um, just about the, the the upcoming weather and the upcoming harvest season here. Um, things about the war and and if the front is ever going to be pushed back far enough to where they're going to have to to leave their homes and when this conflict is ever going to end. And um, you see a human woman talking about how her daughter has stopped writing to her from the war front. And looking around, you see a halfling and they turn around and it is not Flynn. Uh, sorry, I I thought you were my friend. That's okay. Can I help you with something? Uh, no, I don't think so. Unless you've okay. seen another halfling recently. Um, yeah. Unless you've, seen that, unless you've seen someone who looks like you. I mean... But isn't you. Are you, are you talking about my brother? He's back at the house if you, if you have business with him. Brother... No, I don't think he has a brother. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> and he turns and goes back to his conversation. I just spin in circles in the crowd, just looking. <laughs> um, Make a perception check for me. Flynn? <laughs> oh, that's a five. Oh. Five? You have no idea where Flynn went. Oh, man. Um, circle, circle, circle. Um, I'll make my way back towards the house, looking the whole way to see if I see like little footprint tracks. Right. Um, or and if I hear anything. With your perception, <laughs> you would not be able to hear anything. No. Um, I'm gonna sit on the stoop outside the house put my chin in my hands Flynn nothing um just gonna sit there I guess and hope he comes back um. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay, <laughs> Flynn. Um, as you are sort of getting yourself into sort of this this mindset of of trying to force this thing out of you, um, I am going to have you make a Constitution saving throw. Sure. <clears throat> Uh, 16. 16. What page did you land on in your spellbook? Um, so I landed on a, a page that uh, basically the hand motion that I'm doing is uh, it's, it uses the, uh, the red symbol. And I the motion is to, to channel that energy, the red energy in my fingers, and then touch the ground and swipe in a, in a circular motion around my body, kind of like around in a 
circle. And as I swipe my hand up, I bring it up, and it's supposed to bring wind to start traveling around me in a circle. But every time I'm swiping, it's not working and it's not happening. Um, well, that's the page that I'm on. It's okay. With a 16, I'm going to have you make an Arcana check. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> All right. Another 16. <laughs> Another 16. <Yeah>. You're feeling like you're close. But you keep trying over and over and over and over. And one time you do it and just a, just a tiny gust, just barely a whisper of wind comes up off the ground. And you keep trying and you keep trying and you keep trying. And you take a point of exhaustion. Swiping. And you keep going and you keep going and you keep going. And you just are not able to get this as you take a second point of exhaustion. Come on! I try again. Okay. Make a constitution saving throw at disadvantage. Oh, I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> um, but the other one's good too. <laughs> it's a 16, so a total of 21. 16 with a total of 21. <laughs> you don't pass out. Okay. That's the effect that that got. <laughs> you don't pass out. <laughs> but I like fall back onto the tree slump down and And I pull the note back out again that piece of paper and I stare at it and I stare at my book and I stare at my tattoos what am I doing wrong I'll notice uh, on my bag I notice a little metal head um, and I'll put the book down put the paper inside it close it put it down and reach out and grab Thaddeus and I'll bring him over and I'll turn him on for 10 minutes if I can <laughs> ah hello hey Thaddeus Hi, Flynn. How you doing? I'm doing well. Better now that I'm awake. I had a feeling you would. I'm just, like, exhausted going through my thoughts. Um. How... Before this happened, and I'll, like, point to his head, how powerful were you? I mean, I could hold my own. I mean, I wasn't slaying dragons or anything like that, but um, I could probably... I, I was regularly going up against guys twice my size. Do you know how to... Do you know how to get more powerful? Like, how did you learn your spells? Um, I found that my power just came from within my devotion to the mission that I was taking part of. The, the people who I had around me and not only learning from them, but being able to take in those those lessons to heart of what I was taking away from each battle, each um, 
each conversation that I had and, and my further devotion to what I was doing. Yeah, I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for power. Do you know how to... And I'll pull that paper out. Can you read this? Um, let me, let me look at it. Um, can you give me one moment? Yeah. And, um, his eyes sink back. And purple fades. Mm -hmm. And this golden light comes to the forefront. And he spends a minute concentrating on this piece of paper. And he... The purple comes back. And he says, Oh, um, I'm afraid you have an incomplete set here. Um, this looks like uh, some sort of uh, a ritual to, to cast. I, I honestly, at my experience, I don't know the exact spell that this casts, but um, I do know that it is incomplete um, and that there are only pieces of it here. Um, but it should give you instructions on how to uh, cast some sort of ritual spell. I'll uh, turn it to me and look at it. Still not being able to read it. Huh. One day. I'll fold it up. Put it back in the book. I don't know. What to do right now anymore is that something I can help with what's what's going on <laughs> well I don't know if you know this but I don't have horns anymore I did notice I just I thought it might be better to not mention that's all I'm thinking about right now If I was just stronger, I could have taken care of it on my own. A sentinel would be able to take care of it. I'm definitely not that. Now it's locked in some cage because I couldn't take care of it. <clears throat> I like tear up a little bit. Now I need to figure out a way. Yep, it's stronger. Glenn, I'm not going to lie, you're scaring me a little bit. <laughs> the first time I've heard that. People aren't usually scared of me. Is that something you want? You want people to be scared of you? I don't know. Maybe. Where does your power come from currently? I'll look at my tattoos. These, I guess. are tattoos. Yeah? They're not just any tattoos. I'll summon my sword. That's a neat trick. Now, rub my fingers together and run them across the blade. Cast green flame blade and hit the tree. Sparks of flame hit it. Another cool trick. I wasn't if I was stronger, I'd be able to show you more, but I can't right now. Now, even after casting that, I'm 
it takes the wind out of me and I slump back down on the tree and sit. Roll another constitution. Sure. <laughs> At disadvantage. At disadvantage. Sure. <clears throat> so um, when I roll a uh, <laughs> one and a two, I can re-roll the one, right? To hopefully not get another one. Yes. Okay. But best case scenario. Best case scenario, it's not a crit fail. Okay. So I rolled an 18, another one. So a two plus five, seven. How many am I at? Three? You are now at three points of exhaustion. What is it, like two more until you die? It's three. I, I think you get to six and you're fine. <laughs> you get to six before you die. Um, if you get to six, you die. Yeah. So I do that, cast it. And then, yeah, I slump out, slump on the tree, sit down again. I just noticed something interesting, Flynn. What, that these don't do too much at all? No, I I noticed that you just did that. I wasn't afraid of you at all. If I had been afraid of you, would it have made your power... Would it have made that spell more than what it just was? I don't know. Yes. This makes the target not want to fight. It makes them want to back down. If I show them that I'm strong, they won't mess with me. All right, Maybe I just need more. Maybe I just need more tattoos. Maybe that's how I do this. You look at Thaddeus and he is deactivated. Although 10 minutes has not transpired. I'm going to try and cast the spell again. I'm going to rub my fingers together. The evocation red tattoo is going to flicker and not charge as much. It's waning. I'm going to put my fingers on the ground and I'm going to swipe. Try and cast this spell again. Trying to get the winds to move. You take another point of exhaustion as you feel the life just draining from your body. You can barely raise your arms at this point. And nothing happens. Not even a flicker of a spell. Oma, back at the house, you see a green flame burst up from just beyond the wheat and sort of off towards um, this oak tree. Um, I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go toward it. Okay. Um, as you're running through these wheat stalks, um, they're sort of uh, get, you're getting those little mini cuts that you get just. As like, you know, how, how grass sort of just barely cuts your skin. And as you're running through, you come to this open patch where the tree is. And at this point, you see Flynn laying there, slumped over, unable to raise his arms. Thaddeus on the ground, deactivated. Flynn? Flynn! I'm going to run up to him. Um, I'm passed out. Um, you see my hands kind of slumped to each side you see the sword dropped right next to my left hand just on the ground and I'm just up against the tree passed out Flynn and I'm gonna go towards I'm already next to him I'm gonna go down onto my knees and put his head on my lap 
Lynn, what? What happened? Lynn! And I keep coming to hit him on the face. Lynn! Are you okay? I look around and I'm just kind of like getting back to it. <laughs> no. What happened? Do we need to take you back? Did something happen without the monster inside of you? No. Just, uh, practicing. Practicing what? Like, limply point my hand towards my book. That's probably open. Magic? Yeah. What are you doing all the way out here practicing magic? I just, uh, needed a area to think. Well, did something go wrong? Did you hurt yourself? <laughs> something definitely went wrong. And I'll look at you for the first time. What went wrong? I was... That was my burden. That was mine. And you put it in that thing. Yeah. Why do you need a burden? Don't we have enough that we're trying to do? Why do you need an extra burden? Not that I need it. That it was mine to deal with. And you took that away. I didn't take it away from you. You tricked me. We're we're a team. We're we're here to help each other. I, I didn't take anything away from you. I didn't want to do that. I'm sorry. And I'm gonna try and stand up. Slump back down on the tree. <laughs> Once again, I'm stuck here. Like, I'm stuck here in that cage. Help us. <laughs> Lynn, why do you feel so helpless all the time? You're not helpless. You're. Like, we wouldn't be here. Without you, you you help us all all the time. Remember when you charged forward and you and you broke apart mud monsters? Remember, remember when you made sure that that Zergath didn't hurt anyone and you got Kerr to the iron light? Yeah. And you have been battling a cultist in your head for so long. And you've still been super helpful the whole time. Yeah. I just... I don't know. I wanted to be able to take care of it on my own. Because that's what a sentinel does. 
They can take care of their problems on their own. Lynn, I, I don't know anything about the Iron Light Collective, but... I do know that nobody can really do anything on their own. And I reach into my pocket and I pull out a little acorn and I hold it in the palm of my hand. You have us now. Just like all sentinels have the iron light behind them. It's okay. They need people every once in a while. Hmm. I kind of crack a smile. Okay, Oma. I like that name you called us. <laughs> the Agents of Repair. And, and we repaired you. Yeah, I guess. Not in the way I wanted, <laughs> but just... I'm sorry that you feel... I'm sorry that I took away your agency. I'm sorry that I forced this. But I'm going to do it again if it means that you're safe and that I'm safe and that Kellick and Shreya are safe because it's the right thing to do. I don't know. I didn't like being tricked. That sucked. I trust you guys. And it hurt. When you showed up with that stupid sheep, I didn't think that was I. That was the never in my years did I think that that was going to be what happened. I thought you guys were going to honor my request, and that's why I went in the cage so we could talk to it. So yeah, if that ever happens again, I if it happened to you guys, I would want to honor. How you would deal with it. How you would want to deal with it. Lynn, if I were possessed by a demon, I would want you to make sure I was safe. Regardless of what I thought I wanted. If there was something that you wanted to do on your own, I would honor that. You don't see a difference? Not right now. Okay. But I'm also really tired. Well, let's get you some sleep. Can come on. And I'll try and stand up. <laughs> I might need help. I'm always here to help. Okay. And I go over and loop his arm over my shoulder. Ugh. You're really heavy. Hey. Thanks. <laughs> um here and I'll put um, my bag together and kind of like you can... I'll put it over my shoulder. You look better without horns. <laughs> I'll like slowly raise my hand and rub my forehead. <sighs> I think my hair kind of looked cool with him though. 
Your hair looks cool now. <laughs> All right. I'll help him limp back to the main house. Yeah. Okay. Um, as that all is happening, Kellic and Shreya, still in the void. What are you guys up to? So, <clears throat> hey, Afraid, I wanted to ask you. And I'm going to settle into a, a... Is there a chair or something? <laughs> in this? He sees you looking around, and he raises his hand up, and two chairs apparate. Ah, uh, yeah. thank you. I, I noticed a, a platform you had here of... Statues. Yeah. Uh, or maybe not. You know, statues made by sculptors. I used to take part in a, a ceremonial practice where when somebody died, they would be. Their remains would be turned to stone. And I couldn't help but wonder if it was uh, anything like that. Um. Yeah. Those are... It's tricky. Um, You've probably heard of people being turned to stone before. Um, This is a little bit more advanced than that. Um, This wasn't done by any creature or any sort of... It's a very powerful curse. And it's... Even me, beyond. I've spent years trying to figure out how to get them back. And I have come up short. You're trying to help help them recover? Yeah. What are they? They're, they're people. Do you know of, of what art? Yeah, um... They, well, they were in my way, and I see. I, I, I don't know how to reverse it. Uh, hey, afraid I can't stress enough. Uh, the service you've done for us. You know, Flynn might not agree, but. You probably saved his life. And probably some of ours. So. Seem to be saying this a lot lately, but uh, there's no ledger, you know, with these deeds. But the effort we make to do the right thing, that's what counts. In my book, anyway. Tough when it's counting against a lifetime of shitty things. You've been alive a little longer than I have, but uh, I'm familiar with the feeling. And uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you is a bit lighter. Uh, you mentioned there were other doors out of this place. Yeah. I was wondering if. Uh, Not doors in the same, similar way that that one is that you came in, but. Entrances and exits. Ah, I see. And where did those lead, if you don't mind? All over the place. I don't know how many of them will still work, but they can go 
back in the day. I could step in and out and go anywhere in a moment. Right. Um, well, uh, we are headed to the capital, so I don't know. I just thought I would put that out there. If, uh, if, I mean, if you need transportation, I could get you there pretty quickly. That would be something of a service to us. Yeah. I will say, it's been a while since I've used these. And from in here, you need the circle in order to get through. But then you also need the circle on the other side to be intact. Now, it's been a while since I've done one of these. But it's possible that over the years, either with the outlawing of teleportation in this degree... Um, that they've been defaced in order for me, well, anyone to not be able to get from place to place easily or just with time, these things degrade, so there's no guarantee Um, well, uh, we could look into it, so long as we don't have to sacrifice another sheep uh, I expect we'll survive at least the observation of such a thing Um How are you doing? I'm fine. Just tired. Mentally, mentally tired. It's been a while since I've done these things. Suppose uh, we'll probably catch a a night's rest somewhere uh, and uh, reflect on this. Um, If, uh, you know, I've never met anyone as powerful as you. I don't think I mean I've maybe maybe some maybe one or two definitely one but uh I'll keep my eyes out for the removal of such a curse I tend to run into things like that I owe you one you owe me nothing all right I'm going to... I'm going to spend some time up there. Any points off to one of these floating platforms. Um, and you can see it's it's one of the same... It's the same floating platform that you guys were on before that's just piled high with papers and books and everything. I'm going to spend some time up there. Um, we'll seem to be interested in my work with the Red Wolf. I'll see if I can pull anything. That would be very helpful. That seems to be our... Or true north on our compass. I will say, if you're comfortable with your God and your faith and how you're currently doing things, I wouldn't let them get too far. How do you mean? There, I mentioned before that they're sort of, their thing is chaos. Yeah. Um, the creature inside Flynn's Nagan said as much. Yeah. Ad nauseum. Um, chaos with the means to divide people, um, letting loose things that will create absolute chaos and not have any sort of organization um, within the population of this world. Um, and when there's chaos and no one organized, especially not organized to 
worship and, and have religion, the gods lose their power. So I say if you're comfortable with the magic that you're using and not seeing that well run dry, these people are not going to be your friends. The gods draw their power from their worshippers. That's what they believe, at least. Uh, and if you take that away, God. the gods become within striking distance. Right. That's always been a something of a mind-bender to me. How the, uh, the usurpation even took place, I thought. You know, the high mountain was not a place you could go and just boot somebody from, the, from their seat. Evidently it is. Suppose we all learned something that day. Ah, well... Whether or not it's true. The cult of the Red Wolf is definitely up to something evil. And, uh... I take issue. So, we'll put a stop to it. Or we'll end up like that sheep. Well, yeah. Hopefully not. God's will. Try Wait! Before you go! Uh, and during this time that they've been having this conversation, uh, I've taken out a component from uh, under my feathers. It's like a little plank of wood. And I've been um, druid crafting, or I also have produced flame, but I would have heated the tip of the crystal uh, at the end of my staff to be like glowing and ember and flame. And I've been making uh, some flame art of him to the best of my ability, uh, maybe even just stick figure, uh, of, of a conjurer conjuring a cage above a demonic mass. And, uh, and I, and I, and I say, I know you said we don't owe you anything, but words cannot express how infinitely grateful we are. And then I hand him this, like, this plank that has... However, however well I could have like made an image for his remembrance. I'm gonna have you make a sleight of hand check. <laughs> awesome. The new artist of the party. <laughs> My tools are rudimentary. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that, that's a five, so maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Try, this is beautiful, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put this over my fireplace. <laughs> Some weird flame, like, scorched scribbles. I'll tell you what. You know what? I'm about to try it. I'll take this. And I'll... Give me one second. And he runs over and starts sifting through all of these tables. And... Um, you see, he knocks some stuff over and he comes back and he seems to be holding a bracelet and he tosses it over to you, Shreya. Oh, and gotcha. it's this uh, little bracelet and it looks blue, but when you see it a little bit further, um, the blue is actually these little eyes. Um, these uh, little, it looks like eyes that are just repeating themselves all the way around this uh, bracelet and sort of forming a band there. Um, and he says, I don't know who this would help 
with you all, but um, this might help for any any if you see a crystal and think you might want to smash it, this might help you take a closer look um, to see if anyone's going to get possessed. Um, I just want to make sure that that's off the table for you all. Um, seems like you kind of had a shitty time with that. So um, I want you to have this just a little bit of intuition. No, thank, thank you. Um, uh, yes, we definitely want to try to avoid that scenario again. And uh, beyond that, if you all want to come back whenever and I can try and help take you to Oakenspire. As you, as you look out into this Red Wolf thing, this expression, Vosranoth, uh, salvation through chaos, right? Vosranoth, or do. That's what yeah. he said. You think Vosranoth is a person? Or just an idea? Maybe That's a good question. To me on that. I'll see if I can find anything. I wonder if it's some kind of... I'm not a linguist, right? But... Um, some overlap between this concept of the outcast that they serve. Vosranoth is, the translation is the outcast, but the conjugation is as a noun, not as an adjective. Which would imply that it's a person. So possibly a person. Right. Um, with this, that's, that's what with I'm this wondering. Title. Because, right. Um, could just be the idea of a person or some sort of their the red wolf is uh they're big with you know their symbology and their beliefs and so it very well could be just a, a metaphor for the goal that they're trying to achieve a figure to rally sure, behind the, the fallen fallen storm but these are all different things right they're all separate on this ladder there's archway delmuk at the very top Right, and then there's the Red Wolf, and then below him, Fallen Storm, and all of his brethren, these people under him, if we can call them that, in service to that idea, the Fallen Storm. Right, that's that's as much as I can make of it. So where Vosranoth lies in that, whether it is the same as the Fallen Storm or it is something separate to the Outcast, or maybe that's. Maybe that's Delmuk or reincarnation. I've seen so much in the last few weeks of history prior to any written history that I am aware of. That, uh, you know, we're just grabbing at straws here. But Vosronoth is the key. Of that, I'm certain. you can dig up with that silly robe of yours I'll try my best that's all I ask ah. you ready to go try yes and I'm very absorbed in looking at the eyes on this bracelet and like trying to see <laughs> past the little infinity vanishing point of them I guess let's go kind of kind of half walking half just eyes are still on this thing and as you guys walk out um, you pass through the doorway outside of this abyss and as you walk out and step out onto the front porch you are greeted by Olma and Flynn uh, stepping back towards the house um 
as we got closer to the house, I, I would have um, almost kind of like took take a few deep breaths and kind of like put on a smile as we kind of get closer. Still over almost shoulder, but it's kind of like, you know. Yeah. Then, how are you, lad? <sighs> I'm, uh, I'm good. I just went out for some practice and I kind of worked a little too hard. Beats me as to why you'd go out to practice after that. But I just need to work through it, you know, and practicing gets me through it. So, yeah, I just need to rest now. Of that, I have no doubt. We've all earned a bit of a slumber. Yeah. Where are we doing that, by the way? Well, there's that place with the that uh, guy we uh, sold the horse to. The stables? Ah. The inn connected to the stables? Yeah, I'll go stop there. Can someone take him? He's all heavy. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Try it. Come on, you're the strongest of the, of the group, Kellek. Not a chance, Flynn. You went and worked yourself out all by yourself. It's not my responsibility. <laughs> I may be tall, but not particularly. I don't have oomph when I Oh, up. come on. If I was able to get him here, just throw his arm over you. Guys, it's fine. I'll do it and I'll step up. Shia, <laughs> you literally carry him through the sky all the time. Fine. Uh, come here. Would you like to go? And I like try to move my wings so that maybe he can go on my shoulders. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll hop up, <laughs> grab, grab onto his like shoulder and kind of like rest up on his shoulder and my feathers on my neck just kind of like yes this is fine (laughs) I mean I mean I just meant can someone can he lean on someone while we walk I wasn't like expecting anybody to carry it's a short distance from from his shoulder um the only really person I can lean on is you um if I lean on anyone else I'm kind of just leaning on their hip what's so wrong about that not as comfortable I don't know you could try it. You're already there. You're already on his back. All right. Let's go. Uh, we head to the, the inn. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. You guys get back to the inn, um, and you guys see the, the stables there. And um, just over the door, sort of carved into this this piece of wood, um, naming the establishment, um, you see the name says, Inn and Stables. You get the sense that this is not a large town. So specific names are not needed. This is the <laughs> inn and stables of the town. Um, and as you guys walk in, um, you see behind the counter um, is a young dwarven woman um, fast asleep, um, sort of feet kicked up onto the table in front of her and um, just fully asleep. <clears throat> uh, excuse me, miss. Still asleep. Young, young lass. Uh, par- pardon me. Ahem. Oh my word, if it isn't the forces of Andel, come Protodor to kill all the dwarves of this nation. Oh my. Hey, wake up! Wake up, you, you laggard! Is there a bell on the counter? I'm, I'm just banging on the counter in my head. Um. <laughs> I will walk up around Kellek and, and 
look at the bell and look at him as he's yelling and just ding, 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 ding. Oh, uh, oh hello. If you don't just... Hi. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Hello. Um, Hi. I, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, I, I was a little tired there. Um, what can I help you with? I couldn't tell. You know, you looked uh, alert. So, uh, I, but uh, thank you. Uh, we would just like a, a, a room for the night. I don't know what you have available. Um, yeah, we have a couple rooms. Um, we've got, uh, if you just want to head upstairs, I think um, most, and she looks down at her little book in front of her. She flips through the pages. Um, yeah, any any room. Go upstairs and, and pick a room. Uh, and what will that uh, cost? Uh, for a room, that's going to be, um, well, if you could just tell me which room you pick, because there's there's two sort of bigger ones in the back that's going to be uh, uh, silver and then the all the rest of them are just five copper for the night. I'll take the two the two big okay. ones. That's two silver. Uh, two silver? Right here. Thank you. Um, and you can head up and go to your... Do you have any luggage with you? Any bags that need to be taken upstairs? Uh, we'll, we'll handle that. No, no okay. worries. If you have Appreciate anything that you need, I'll be right here. You know, I hear if you rub um, just a dab of charcoal on your eyelids, no one will ever be the wiser. And I hear if you mind your own business, no one will ever be the wiser. I'm just trying to help you run your establishment, you bloody imbecile. Calic! Calic! Do you have any idea what we've been through today? Do you have any idea the hardship it takes on the road to come here? And you're going to sass me after I've paid for your your nonsense? This is the only rubbish. This is the only inn. As I'm trying to pull him away from you. And I whisper up to to Flynn. Is this part of the business ritual in this country? <laughs> I'm passed out. <laughs> but you, you just hear me like. I'm as Kelly is yelling. I'm like pushing. I'm pulling. I'll him. have you know. I've endured hardship after hardship just to do the kindness. And as, just to as give almost this pulling you away, she just sort of looks and smiles and gives you that little finger um, <laughs> finger waggle as she's saying goodbye. Uh, must be normal. Huh? What? Wait, what, Shia? What do you need? You guys make your way up into the room. The two rooms, um, depending on how you want to split this. Um, each of them have two beds in them and seem to be just like a very simple, not very ornate, just place to rest your, your head. Um, yeah, is there anything you guys want to do before you actually bed down for the night? <clears throat> Does the inn have food? You didn't see any or walking in. Is there a tavern? In. Okay. Uh, I put both my hands on my staff, uh, lightly touch it to the corner of the room, and just vines grow out into this interwoven, slow-growing, uh, what looks like kind of nest bed. <laughs> okay. Um, as, uh, as I lay in bed and nod off, Like, as I'm falling asleep, I'll just be staring at the ceiling in pitch black. Just thinking about that room. The other room. One in my head. Thinking about that figure. What they offered me. And what would have happened if I took it? Would that have made me stronger? 
I'd like to grab a moment with Dry if I could. I'll uh, I'll uh, make my way over to his uh, his little leafy bed. Um, and just sort of uh, sit on the floor next to it. Uh, is there a window in this room? Yes, there is. And I'm gonna look out it. Because we've been cloistered in a weird space prison for a little while. You know, Kadok, as he as he approaches, uh, I've never seen you get that uh, impassioned in a in an establishment. Is is that uh, a show of strength? <laughs> uh quite the opposite, Shreya. I just. My patience has been strained of late. I have to wonder, Shreya. You and I, we're, uh... We're on a similar track. Similar path. How is it you adhere so... Uh... Unerringly. To your... Respect for... Ildoria is timeless. Her laws are in the very air you breathe and in the very food you eat. Ildoria is everywhere. Ildoria is in the in the creatures that inhabit the land, the insects that crawl up your arm, and in your hand, in your very hand that goes to smash that pesky creature. He's everywhere, all at once. If I seem unwavering in my respect toward her, it is as simple as breathing to me. It is as simple as the twitch of an eye. Perhaps the twitch of an eye of that owl I had grown so fond of not too long ago. Eldoria's there too, in the spark of connection between our very party. And Eldoria is also there in the agents of destruction that seek to divide this world. She's under their feet in the ground. She is through the waters that they try to part. She even sustains the warring factions of this world. If I have respect toward Eldoria, it is because she does not discriminate. She is everywhere, all at once. I look down at my bandaged hand. Lothoria's not in my hand trap. I look closer at his hand. Uh, do I do I sense that any like is is her presence there at all? Make a either religion or arcana check. Arcana, natural one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> what remains in your arm is past my sense of vision or understanding. I can't, I can't ever discern what it is or from which source what you are able to do flows from. It is at times fascinating and terrifying, if I'm being completely honest. 
scares me too, Shreya. I, uh... I love the way you speak. It reminds me... of who I used to be. I used to feel the way you felt. The light reflected off everything. And therefore, Famir was there for everything. Even in the night sky, there's thousands and thousands of stars. But it's all different now. And, you know, for a moment, I thought, well, what does it matter? The source of justice. As long as it can be dealt. But then we got into these, these binds, you know. And we're, we're debating about the worth Flynn's life and my life and the life of a sheep and the life of a cyclops right who should be mounted on whose mantle who should be given up someone else's safety those things used to have a hierarchy you know starting with the highest of the temple the highest order the calm and then you know it went down and down and down into the lesser creatures of the, the world and it was safe to say that their lives were important you know and, and a blessing a thing that Vermeer respected and valued but yet, but less less than the lives of her congregation but I've seen where the ashes go and those souls are enmeshed together in quite the way you've described Eldoria but only in the Argent Plains so it's hard to know what to make of it all I have my own struggles seeing the fingers that have punctured their way into this world the fingers of new blood new bone New energy coursing through the land, quite transforming from what it once was. I couldn't remain in the dark. I couldn't deny it. In fact, these very things you speak of, although internally I wish to run away, another part of me, Another part of me wishes and sincerely hopes for coexistence, even though I know that these forces in every iteration and evidence I've seen can't help but be at odds. You know, Hayfried said that the, the Red Wolves, the Red Wolf and his cubs, uh, they want this chaos. They want to create more friction. They're probably stoking the flames of this war. I believe it. 
Which means that, really, uh, despite the complexity of all of this, the two things at stake here are order and chaos to some extent. And that that merging those borders, fusing those hemorrhages between people. You know, that's the that's the goal. That's the way we stop it. And in that way it doesn't matter whether it's ashes or earth or light. So long as it's clumped together. United. I wish to be a force that unites and not divides. I spent so much of my time before meeting our new happy family. Spent in disconnection and ill repair. I hope that we can bring the bonds that we've created between ourselves and perhaps heal this fractured world. What was this place you left, Shreya? Uh, I sort of wince, look away, and then look back up at the sky. It is a a family that I am no longer welcome in. As uh, I, my feathers sort of quiver a little bit. I've had many families. You all are my third. And I suppose the third is one that I hope lasts for longer. Uh, as I uh, kind of put my hand, head in my face a little bit. My ancestral homeland. Uh, I, I was uh, taken away from it. Uh, not by choice, but I was... I think the word for it in, in civilization is banished. Uh, and then, when I tried to find a home amongst... The very beasts I had reached out toward, I was banished again. Were you trying to heal the gap between those groups? Your your family and uh, this second family, the wolves? Yes, there was always disdain. I never thought that there needed to be division between the higher creatures, like you mentioned, and the lesser creatures. I tried to, both in my mind and in the energy I felt coursing through me, I I thought that there was a way to unite, and still to this day, where I draw my power from involves a uniting, an intertwining of all beings from which I am just a channel, from which that energy springs forth. The way that I even found that was was through a sort of hibernation, was through a sort of exile and year-long meditation. 
I found myself in a sacred space. From whence? And I bring my staff above his face. From whence I found the very keystone of this focal point. And uh, as I say focal point, I clutch the crystal uh, and my hand is, as it quivers, uh, you can almost see into this crystal if you're if you look at it uh, as it pulses. You see inside of it uh, just what looks like this hall that goes on forever of these infinite purple pinkish crystals that sort of glow uh, and twinkle in this kind of uh, what would be uh, perhaps perceived by humans as like this infinity mirror of crystals of pink-purple crystals. I see why you like crystals, Shire. That's marvelous. We all have our places from which we derive the thing that makes us most feel at home or able to exercise our own will or our own talents. I've never shown anyone that before. Uh, I'm honored. And I, uh, don't know how strong or, uh, long your previous families lasted. But, uh, ours has a secret weapon, right? The rope of friendship. Yes. <laughs> Something so simple and so gleeful. <laughs> I've I've perhaps learned that in order to bind a family, it doesn't need to be life or death or very serious all the time. (laughs) (laughs) We're bound in that way. And also in this goal. Uh, you know, Seeker told me I couldn't save the world. I don't know if I think that's true or not, but... At the very least, I can repair it. At the very least, we can fill in the cracks of this fractured world. By our will, and perhaps with a little bit of good fortune. <laughs> Seems that we'll need a try. I think we should get some rest before the morning comes. Hi. If you don't mind, I think I'm just going to lie here. Sure. And as I t- I touch the bottom of my staff uh, toward the ground again, and the, there's there becomes like an extension of the of the little nest, but at the top you see these sort of like lamb's ear type. Uh, leaves uh, sprouting across the top to form this flat plane of just softness. All right. And with that, um, you guys all lay your heads down on your pillows and some of you not pillows, um, but close your eyes for the night here and get yourselves a long rest. Lynn, the entire night your dreams are riddled with images flashing 
you are in a small room. Stone walls all around you. A table in the center. Only one door to leave. A shadowed creature looms over you. These eyes glowing white, piercing into your soul. You feel afraid. You feel terrified. You drop to your knees. And as you do, this creature gets closer and closer to you. And he reaches his hand out. And he wraps it around your arm. And he wraps his other hand around your other arm. And then he releases you. And as he releases you, you look to both of your arms and you are now completely shackled in chains. And you look down and and you can barely move your arms. And you look down to your legs and your legs are shackled as well. Look back up to this shadowed creature and a smile begins to draw over their face. And its eyes pulse white. And you're blinded for a moment, but once you regain your vision, you look around and you're chained to the center of a floating platform in an endless void. You can see other platforms floating around you. You can see a cage encompassing you. You look around and you can see standing there Shraya, Kelik, Olma, standing there perfectly still. They seem calm, but you wouldn't be able to tell that as their faces are gone. Completely flat surfaces cover their head. Each of them pulls their hand out from behind their back, and they're each brandishing a knife. The cage in front of you, the door opens. They walk in towards you, and each plunge their knife deep into your chest. You're shocked for a moment, and and your vision goes fuzzy once again as you open your eyes once more, and the shackles remain, but now you're chained down to a table. And you look off to your left, and you see a sheep laying on a table there. Its arms and legs similarly shackled, but its head turns to you. And you can see its eyes. And it opens its mouth. And it says, Don't do this. And that is where we're going to end this session. We're going to call it right there. Oh, man. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. And we can't wait to see you all again next week. Hi, nerds. Hey, this is Russ. I play Flynn on Venture 4. Thanks again for listening. I uh, just wanted to remind you that we have a Patreon if you want to check that out. There's some pretty cool stuff on there. Uh, also, uh, on YouTube, we've been doing spotlights, which are kind of small little snippets of each episode uh, that we thought were pretty cool. So if you want to go check them out, uh, go on our YouTube page and we'll see you there. <laughs> see you in the next one. Bye. Do- 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 do-